Welcome back everyone to another episode of Insightful Principles. In today's content, I want to talk about how to financially prepare for a recession. There's been many talks within the media, uh, also when we look at economic data, uh, just showing that we are seeing a decline in economic growth. Uh, so I wanted to take some time to just give you some all some points to, to focus on when it comes to preparing if there is any economic downturn in the market, but also just with keeping things in perspective. So the first thing you want to do is live within your means. Uh, you want to keep your expenses low and budget accordingly. Budgeting, it allows you to see what areas you can improve on. And the biggest thing you can do when it comes to your budget is control your variable expenses whether that's reducing your grocery bill by shopping at a cheaper place or even utilizing a membership at a Costco or Sam's Club to take advantage of discounted fuel. You want to also look at ways of how you can cut back on the non-essential things, whether that's eating out or even shopping. Now, fixed expenses, those will be hard to control, such as you know when you think about your electric or your rent bill, However, if you're renting at a place where rents are starting to increase due to inflation, you may want to consider moving to a more affordable place or even relocating to a city that has a lower cost of living. All in all, it's important to have a spending plan in case you see a reduction in income or even possibly a job loss. A great method that you can utilize is the 50-30-20 rule where you're essentially putting 50% towards your required expenses, 30% for once, and 20% for saving and investing. And also you want to consider other ways of how you can make extra money, whether that's ride sharing with Uber or Lyft, uh, looking at food delivery with Uber Eats or even DoorDash, or even garage selling. Uh, there's many uh, creative ways of how you can kind of just get out there and grind and make extra money. And even on the more passive side, um, you can look at things such as, you know, creating a course. If you have an expertise in a particular subject, you can create a course around that and monetize it where you have a product or service that you can sell online. And when there are downturns in the market, the best thing you can do is increase your income. And you want to have multiple streams of income because you don't want to rely on just your job, just one stream of income. You wanna be financially independent where if there's any financial challenges or a, a loss in income that you see, you wanna be able to have another stream that you can be able to rely on. Now, the next point that's vitally important is focus on building your emergency fund. Uh, the rule of thumb is typically to put away three to six months of expenses and mainly this is for like your fixed expenses. So you're looking at your car note, if you have one, car insurance, your phone bill, your rent, your electric. Uh, you're taking all of those expenses that really are the cost for you to have a standard of living. And you're going to multiply that number by three or six months. And that's the number that you want to work to. That's your emergency funds goal. And this is vital because sometimes you may have to rely on this and, you know, nothing in life is for certain, including your job and having that cushion is, is essential. You also want to look at your debts and put a plan together to get rid of any bad debt that's costing you the most interest, such as a credit card debt or even an auto loan. If you have high interest credit card, 
For example, uh, there are many credit card companies that allow for uh, introductory 0% APR with balance transfers. Uh, this essentially allows you to move your high interest credit card debt to another company's credit card that doesn't charge any interest. And this is important, especially in times when you're tight with money. So before we get back to the show, I want to tell you all about an awesome product that I'm using, uh, Ledger. They are the largest crypto hardware wallet in the world. Um, they're trusted by over 2 million users worldwide. And the reason why you want to look into a hardware wallet is because you want to own your private keys. If you do not control your own private keys, you do not own your Bitcoin. A public key is when it's on a major exchange. A private key is when it's stored offline and it's on a hardware wallet. Another reason why you want to look into a hard wallet is exchanges have had a history of being hacked. Um, not all, but some. And hardware wallets, they protect against you losing your funds. And the whole system of why Bitcoin was created was for decentralization, for security, where you can be your own bank and where you can be able to move money at ease between other people um, or whether you're moving money off of exchange to your crypto hardware wallet. It gives you the ultimate control as an investor and you want to utilize those, those benefits of being a part of this system of decentralization so if you go into the show notes and go to my affiliate link um you'll be able to look at all of the different products that ledger offers it's the best way to be able to safely secure your crypto so one thing to keep in mind that you want to financially prepare for any type of recession is looking at your student loans you know uh, i know for those uh that have been paying attention uh, with the news, uh, the federal student loans are currently postponed until September 30th uh, due to the response of the pandemic. And that's uh, in, for 2022. And if you are able to pay on your student loans now, that may be a wise decision because it allows you to cut down more on the principal. And there's no interest being applied right now. So certainly if you are able to make those payments, um, it's one thing to take advantage of now. Now, then again, if we do have a recession and you are going through any type of financial changes, uh, there are programs with a lot of the federal the federal student loans uh, where you can do what's called an income driven repayment plan. Now, I believe this is only for federal student loans, but this is where your loan provider, they're going to look at your income and they're going to base your payment based on how much income you're bringing in on a monthly basis. So that can make it a lot easier for you with being able to still make your payments. Uh, other than that, the only other option is simply to pause on your payments until you are in a, a better financial position. And the final and the most important aspect of preparing for a recession is staying invested. It's easy to sell a position when things aren't going well, whether that's a stock position or even a crypto position. However, the time in the market is the purpose of investing. We want to be able to hold our assets over a long period of time so we can build wealth and not become emotional about what's happening day to day in the market. And when you think about the S&P 500, when we had the Great Recession in the start of 2007, uh, really towards the end of 2007 and all the way to 2009, uh, in November of 2007, the S&P 500 was around $1,500. And then 
when it dropped all the way down, it was in March of 2009, it got all the way down to $735. But then the market actually recovered in about March of 2013, where it got back around $1,500. And that just goes to show that over this time period, it took five years to recover. But even if you look more recently with the S&P 500, when we had the pandemic back in March of 2020, the lowest that S&P 500 went down to was all the way to 2300. It dropped from 3300 all the way down to 2300. So about a thousand point loss. But when August of 2020 came, it recovered back to the 3500 levels, 3300 levels. So that just goes to show it did recover much faster uh, within the last two years. When you think about, you know, when we went through the pandemic, but what I would say is, is when we have the next recession, it may be longer, but we have these different periods that we can look at to understand that the market will recover over a longer period of time. And we can't be so quick to sell when something drops down. And it's about reverse engineering your mindset, because I know when I first got into investing, learning about the stock market, when I used to see red, I used to think it was bad. But when you see red, it's, it's actually a good thing because you're able to buy more companies at a lower discount. And during this time, the best thing that you want to do is you want to be able to find companies that have low debt. That have if you're a podcast enthusiast like I am, you probably thought about making a podcast on your own. Creating a podcast is one of the best decisions I've made personally, but it definitely can feel overwhelming when trying to start one on your own. That's where Buzzsprout comes in. Their platform is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote, and track a professional podcast. It's in fact so good that they have helped over 100,000 people launch their own podcast. Buzzsprite will get your show on every major podcast directory such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of your recording. You also get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics to see how people are listening to your podcast, and tools to promote your episodes as well. Plus, Buzzsprout publishes new blog posts, podcast episodes, and YouTube videos every week. So you can learn the ins and outs of podcasting from people that live it every day. To start your own podcast and to get a $20 Amazon gift card, follow the link in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Have good balance sheets and are also just great companies that have great cash flows that are being able to produce and they are not really affected by any type of downturns in the market. And I think that that's one thing to keep in mind. And when I say balance sheets, I'm talking about looking at their assets and their liabilities. But, you know, those are the opportunities and the things you want to look for when you see companies that are, you know, have took a significant uh, downturn with their with their price. And I did this, you know, podcast because I just want you all to have a perspective on if we do have any type of recession here in the next two, three years, however long it takes, you know, recessions can be tough, especially for those that lose their jobs, that have 
a significant reduction in their income, you know, we, you know, or even if things in the economy just become a lot more expensive to pay for, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. But one thing you want to also keep in mind is there's a lot of opportunity in a recession and those that are best prepared can not only take advantage, but they're not affected by the challenges of what a recession can bring. So the best thing you can do is stay calm, stick to the plan, keep your mind clear and not tuning into the noise on a day-to-day -day basis. And this is the best way of how you'll be able to navigate any financial challenge and be financially prepared when a recession or if a recession comes. So I thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. As always, continue to rate, leave a review, share with your family and friends. And I thank you all for listening and take care.